Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth and his wife, Gloria, are passionate about teaching Christians how to apply the principles of faith found in God's Word. They'll teach you how to overcome life's obstacles and live in victory. They have seven ministry offices around the world and are sharing the gospel in every available voice. You can watch their daily teaching program, Believer's Voice of Victory, weekdays at 8 a.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. And now, Kenneth Copeland shares how the healing power of Jesus is available to you. But first, you have to tap into the great connector, faith. Let's dive into the message. Matthew 9, 2. Well, Matthew 9, 1, he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city again, which is Capernaum. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy lying on a bed, Jesus seeing their faith. Now see, you can see faith. You can see it in action. It was in action. (laughs) Come on. Who wants to be carried up on top of somebody's house and you're sick of the palsy. But hey, man, I mean, (laughs) can't you just see them? They said, said, come on, Charlie. We can't get in the house. It's too full. Let's let's get up there on the roof. What? You're going to take me up on (laughs) the roof? Oh, no. He saw their faith. Said unto the sick of the palsy, Now, make some notes here because there are things that are very important in each one of these accounts that one said that the other didn't. Notice this, son, be of good cheer. Cheer up. Can't you see Jesus? Standing there in his own house and and he hears the slate sliding off the roof and he gets this big grin on his face. And he's watching him come down and he he didn't wait till he got down on the floor. No, he said, son, cheer up. Your sins are forgiven you. That was big in that man's mind. One of the things probably, well, you can assuredly say it was one of the things that was holding him, uh, holding him back. It, 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 sickness and disease doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't bring out the best of people. It brings out the worst in people. All right. Let's, and, and then two. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemed. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, wherefore think you evil in your heart? For whether it is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and walk but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, you see the connection there? Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up your bed into into thine own house. 
He arose, departed to his house, but when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Now, here's what I wanted you to see here. This was not a hostile group. This is not, they didn't come there to fuss with him. You know, I always thought, I just really didn't pay much attention to it until I realized, hey, they're in Jesus' house. They're there on purpose. They came to hear him. They just got their religion sidetracked, their thinking. So, but he straightened that out and they marvel at it. All right, let's go to Mark 1. And um, let's look at the, um, no, Mark 2, excuse me, first verse. And again, <clears throat> He entered into Capernaum after some days. So after some days, what's he been? He's been on the road. Some days. He went on. And it was noised that he was in the house. He's at home. And straightway, many gathered together in so much there was no room to receive them, no, none so much as at the door. And he preached the word unto him, his own house now. Now, see, this is the other one, son, be of good cheer. This one says he preached the word to them. Very important. Make notes of that. They come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four, and when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed where the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, now we know he said, cheer up. Mark records, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But we know he said, cheer up. Okay, that's important. He preached the word. He said, cheer up, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why did this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, rise and take up your bed and walk, that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up your bed and go thy way into thy house. And immediately, that quick, he arose, took up the bed, went forth before them all, insomuch they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. I don't have time to go with what I just saw there. Maybe we get it later. Now, let Luke chapter 5. And... 17th verse. Now, now we found out, he said, son, he said, cheer up, thy sins be forgiven thee. And he did what? Huh? What did he say? No, he preached the word unto them, right? 
So we're gathering something out of each one of these. We're in, uh, what did I say, 7-1. Luke 7. Uh, Luke 5, 17. Thank you for helping me. It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Now here's, a, here's another. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Okay. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Of course, Jesus was there. He preached the word to them so they could have had faith to receive it. But they got, the devil sidetracked them just enough. See, see, I, 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 I've had the devil do me like that. He gets some sidetracked on some little issue and, and, and Brother Hagin be preaching there and preaching there and preaching there. And I'm, I miss four or five minutes of what he said. What did he say? What did he say? You know, you're sitting there thinking, um, well, you're right. You know, you're just going along. And, and all of a sudden you think, I wonder why Brother Copeland wears so many blue suits. You know, I wore a black one today. That's kind of unusual, isn't it? Now, you guys have been a lot of meetings about it. It's unusual for me to wear anything but blue. Gloria likes blue. I like blue. God likes blue. He's got a whole sky full of it. So, and, and hey, mm -hmm. go check out the color of the, the priest's robe. Anyway, that's just an excuse. <laughs> Let's see. I just wonder how come Brother Copeland wears so many blue suits and miss it. How something happened in the room got your attention and you miss it. A lot of times it's about to be something you really needed to hear and the devil's doing anything he can to keep you from hearing. You can watch more messages from Kenneth Copeland on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every Friday, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into a topic-based playlist called The Weekly Fix. This week, the topic is Healing is Yours. You'll hear messages from Max Licato, Ben Corson, Leon Fontaine, Joseph Prince, and Andrew Womack, all about healing. Go to Corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O.com. Corco Plus programming is available to Canadian residents only. I learned as an athlete many years ago, um, my, my mother's brother, my, my uncle, and, and he was, what a, I mean, this man was a, just a marvelous football player. He, he, just, he knew the game and he was, and he, he taught me how to kick extra points. And he said, now, Kenna, you get your eye on that ball. Don't you take your eye off. This goes eye-hand coordination. It happens in golf, and everybody that knows this, but I'm a, I'm a... He said, you focus. I learned how to not take my eye off that ball until after my foot had already gone through it. And in high school... 
I, I only missed, I think, we had a winning team. I mean, we, we won a lot of games. And if I remember right, I, I didn't miss but three. Maybe four, something like that. But it, it wasn't because I was so good at it. It's because I knew how to concentrate on that ball. And he told me, he said, the crowd will tell you whether you made it or not. <laughs> well, I took that then. And, and knowing that, my dad had taught me that and, and teaching me how to pitch, keep my eye on it, and da, da, da. Well, when I, I, I went to Old Roberts University, I mean, I, I knew what I had to do. I had to focus in on him. I'm telling you, you could, you could have fired a shotgun. I wouldn't have known it. I was so locked in on him. And, and then I'd go, to, I'd go to Brother Hagin's seminars after we got out of ORU. I was so locked in on him to hear every word he preached, to lock in on it. We're just totally merging in it. And my spirit just grew. I mean, here I was. I was a scripturally literate when I, when I went to Oral Roberts University. And before I left, and before I, I actually, I, I was going to a meeting, flying, I was part of the flight crew, and, and I, had, I had professors looking me up in the study hall, uh, Brother Kenneth, would you pray about this? It got out that my faith worked. There were guys that had been in the ministry more or longer than I was old. I wasn't but 30. That's old for a freshman, but, but hey, why? My faith grew exceedingly. Why? Hey, the word, the word. But you have to be so concentrated on it that, see, they lost it because they got their minds on who could forgive sins. So the power was there. All they needed was faith to connect with it. Now, wait a minute. The power of the Lord was present to heal. Behold, men brought in a bed and so forth. And verse 19, when they could not find him, they, they took him on the title before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins be forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason. See, they were reasoning, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive uh, sins but God alone. Well, when Jesus perceived the thoughts, the answering said unto them, Why reason ye in your heart? Which is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up your couch, and go to your house. Immediately he rose before them, took up that wherein he lay, and departed in his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Now, We said this yesterday. The same power, same, no difference. The same power, the same anointing that heals, forgives. It's not two different, two different anointings. It's the same thing. Now, this is the reason why it is so important to do what Jesus said in Mark 11, 23, 24, and 25. 
when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. It don't make any difference whether you feel like forgiving or not. Amen. This, this, it's not a matter of your feelings. If you follow your feelings, you're whipped already because your feelings are always behind everything. Did you know that? Did you ever realize the fact that if God met people's needs because they had needs, that He'd just be following the devil? That's the reason it takes faith to connect with it. Amen. So it, that's, it, it's so vitally important. If, if the power was there to heal them all. We found that out. But without faith, there's no connection. Amen. And they came there to hear him. They, they, they weren't antagonistic toward it because they were all thrilled when this guy got up and walked home. But they still didn't get it because they didn't hear what he was saying. While he's preaching the word, they're sitting there thinking religious thoughts and missed it. Amen. All right. Now then, I, I want to go to the 13th chapter of the book of Luke. Luke chapter 13. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I'm not done with that other. Let's talk about faith for a moment. Hold your place there and go back to Mark 5. We talked about this to some degree last week, but let's, let's go here. I want to look at, at the woman with the issue of blood. Now we're going to be looking at two things here, faith and power. Very say faith and power. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years suffered many things, many physicians, and spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, now that's her faith speaking, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. She didn't say I might be, well, I want to, no, she said I will, I, I shall be. And straightway the fountain of her blood dried up. So she got what she believed and what she said. And she felt in her body that she's healed of that plague. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue or a, a, a power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? His disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude throng in thee and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Faith and power. She put a, demand, a faith demand on his anointing. He certainly didn't do it. He's following Jairus. Jairus' faith put him on the move towards his house, and the woman stopped him in the middle of the street by faith. Jesus didn't do it. The woman did it. She stopped him. Now notice it. She was aware. She felt it in her body. The blood stopped. She was aware of the power going in, 
And Jesus was aware of the power going out. Faith. Say faith. faith. That's the reason faith is the major connection here. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Kenneth Copeland. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.